a good Tuesday evening, everyone. Welcome to another edition of Tennessee Prime, coming to you live from Gus's world-famous fried chicken on Sutherland Avenue. When you're in Knoxville or if you're in Knoxville, you come in for a game, whatever, you come get the best fried chicken Knoxville has to offer. That's Gus's world-famous fried chicken. I'm Brent Hubbs of VaultQuest.com, joined by Jason Swain of the Swain Event. We've got Cade Mays down here on the end, and we've got Tennessee center guard, whatever they ask him to do, Memphis native Jerome Carbon on the other end here. A lot to get to in this edition of Tennessee Prime. Gentlemen, thanks for joining us. Um, before we – go ahead. I got to do it one time. All right, go ahead. Jerome. What's up, man? <laughs> Memphis, right? Yes, sir. I got to do it. I got to do it one time. I had to start us off. I do it. I got to do it, huh? Right, go ahead. Go ahead. Go I was ahead. so excited to, to talk to Jerome. Oh, you're in charge. I was telling Jerome before the show, my little brother, who's like two years younger than me, lives in Memphis. I love Memphis. I love going to Memphis. So when Jerome uh, was slated to join the show, I had, to, I had to go ahead and get that in. Uh, so go ahead, man. No, go ahead. You're in charge. No, 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 no. Go ahead. I just wanted, I, to, get, I I just wanted to get the main I, in. I, 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 I just wanted to get it in. How do you say that? Maine. I can't do that. Maine. I'm from Clark. I'm from Huntsville, Alabama, so like three hours away from Memphis, so it kind of migrated to oh, Huntsville yeah. growing up. Oh, yeah. Okay. So I got it. I, so I, you, yeah, you, you use that in, in, in Huntsville? Oh, yeah, all the time. All right. I had to cut it off when I came up here, though. <laughs> <laughs> but I can go say it anytime I need to. All right. Let's, let's, get, let's get going with both these guys here. But before we get, we get started with, you know, diving into this week and some other things, I, I, I want to get your all's thoughts on – the, the pregame and the light deal and running through the tee the way it was. I mean, Kate, you've seen it your entire life. Jerome, you've, you've run through it a, a million times. You've been in good atmospheres. You guys have seen good atmospheres in the stadium. What was – did you know it was going to look like that? Did you, did you have a sense of what the pregame was going to be? And what, what was your reaction when, when it kind of went down with the, with the lights as the tee was opening and all that? Yeah, I mean, I didn't know it was going to do that. But it was just like – it was probably, you know, I've been to a lot of Tennessee games, but it was electric, probably up there at least top two, top three for me, and like most electric, maybe number one. Um, yeah, Tennessee fans definitely showed out. The light show was cool. It was a good little addition. What, what was what was the other two? You said top three. What was the um, other two times that stood out to you? When, when we beat Florida in, I don't know what year it was. It was 2016, and yeah. then the Oklahoma game, we lost double overtime. 15. Those were those were definitely my top three. Was, gotcha. Yeah. All right, so you, you didn't you didn't know the light deal was coming? and it, did, yeah, you, did you know there was something? So you're like, okay, what is it? Or did you guys have any idea at all? Uh, I remember them talking about it on Twitter, but I, don't, I didn't know how it was going to look. I uh, mean, it was amazing. It was great. Uh, like Kay was saying, like, it's probably, it was my probably best time ever being in Neyland. Like, man, it was rocking. I knew it was going to be rocking, but, man, it was, it was on another level. I mean, I'm kind of that old grumpy get-off-my-lawn, you know, don't mess with a whole lot of traditions type guy. I mean, Ooh. that's just, that's just kind of who I am Ooh. by nature. I know. I thought it was really cool. Like, it was like, it didn't take away from any of the tradition that is the Tennessee pregame. For sure. It just completely enhanced it. I thought it was, I mean, hats off to Danny White and the staff. I thought it was really cool. Yeah, running through the tee by itself is special. Even at noon, it's still special. But you add in night game, you add in the lights, uh, you know, having a top 15 opponent coming into town. I mean, just added that much more. And then the music was on point, too, from Sterl. We threw out... Uh, Unfortunately, it was kind of high. He threw out, turned down for what? And um, I tried to fight it back, but I couldn't. I was like, yeah, yeah, let's go. I got hype too, Kate. I'm sorry, man. I know you disappointed in me. I got hype on the sideline. <laughs> so we didn't think we were going to get turned, but we, we got turned a little bit, Kate. We did, man. So, I mean, Kate, I know that 
you know, you're dealing with things that you're dealing with. But, but what was, I mean, for you, how disappointing was it not to be able to go and play, you know, that game? You got, what, three snaps, something yeah, like that? I mean, yeah, I mean, got how, hurt on the third play. Yeah, how I mean, frustrating is that? It was devastating, like, just just like being helped off the field and stuff. Um, like, all that was going through my mind was like, man, I hope nothing, like, nothing's wrong. I can get back out here with them and stuff. But, I mean, it was just heartbreaking, like, just having to watch from the sideline, like, like my guys go fight and stuff and, and just, like, seeing things happen, seeing, seeing them unfold and, like, not being out there in the mix. Like, it's just not something I'm used to. And, it, you know, it hurts. It hurts bad. The intensity of that game from a spectator was, I mean, it was clean. I mean, you know what I'm saying? But it, it looked like it was high level from, from start to finish. Was that as intense of a game as you've played in? Uh, yes, up there. Uh, yeah, it was chippy. Uh, you know, any it's, anytime you play SEC opponent, man, it's going to be like that. Uh, but, yeah, the physicality was there, uh, especially going against the SEC West opponent. Man, it's, it's going to be there. And uh, it was all there. It was great. Tennessee offensive line recognized on Joe Moore Award midseason honor roll. You guys aware of this? Yeah, I yeah. saw it today. Saw it today? Uh, give us your raw, immediate reaction when you when you heard about this. Um, honestly, like when I when I saw it, like I was thinking about the O line last year and the O line this year, like the talent and stuff was there last year. Like we were we were as talented as anybody in the country, as deep as anybody in the country. I mean, we had we had a solid two deep, you know, that could play really anywhere in the country. And um, this year, you know, we're, we don't have that luxury, uh, luxury. But it just goes, you know, it's a it's a huge shout out to Coach Ellerby and like what he's what he's done, what he's built in our line room, and you know, we just really bought in, and like we just play for each other, we play hard, and you know, I think I think we're playing some pretty good ball. We play some pretty good ball this year. Jerome? Yeah, man. Uh, kicking back on what Kay was saying, uh, I have to, uh, I have to give a shout out to Coach Ellerby. Uh, man, he's he really like changed the mentality and mindset in that room, and uh, man, we playing hard, man. It, not like we played hard before, but. Man, we're playing hard. We're playing, really like playing together, you know, and uh, in the sense that, like, we, we have each other's back out there, and then, man, we go out there try to make yards, man, try to open up holes for running backs, protect the quarterbacks. So it's great. Crazy question. You, you don't have the depth that you've had, in some, and, and that's not good. I understand that when you're dealing with injuries. In some ways, does that help continuity when, it, when there's not a lot of shuffling going on? I mean, you've had to shuffle some with injury, but th- does it help a little bit that it's you kind of know – what what the top six guys look like and there's not a kind of a crazy rotation going on i mean no because every like every offensive line goes through a crazy rotation whether you've got you know the most depth or the least depth like there's always going to be injuries there's always going to be stuff that happens so like no matter what your offensive line room looks like you're always going to be shuffling people here shuffling people there and you know like getting getting different people in different spots so there's never really any continuity playing o-line so why do we talk about it? Why, why do us crazy media people talk about continuity all the time? Something easy to write about. <laughs> it is easy to talk I'm about. Honestly, it's I, easy I, to I talk mean, about. Because, because, well, we, I mean, we all sit here and wait. If you know the guy beside you, you're going to know what he's doing. For sure. And that's, and that's, and all fine and, that's all fine and dandy until, you know, that guy beside you gets hurt, which, which happens. I mean, we're playing, we're playing a game where literally you're trying to move somebody out of the way who weighs just as much as you, bodies flying everywhere. Like, you just get, you get hurt. And... You know, some teams are fortunate enough where their five starting offensive linemen can play through the whole year and don't get hurt. I mean, that's just, you know, they're just fortunate. 
And, you know, some offensive lines aren't that fortunate and have to shuffle people in and out. So, I mean, if, you have, if you're fortunate enough to have that continuity throughout the season and just play all five guys at one spot the whole year, like, that's, that's a dream. That's what everybody wants. I mean, every offensive line coach wants to know who his five guys are, every offensive coordinator, head coach. You know, when you've got those five guys in place, then, you know, you've got that continuity. But it's just not real, really realistic, um, you know, in the SEC, NFL, college football in general, really even high school. Like, there's just a lot of injuries that happen in this game. Yeah, I mean, you know, we saw it last night in the NFL game. I mean, you, you had injuries on both sides of the ball for sure on the offensive line. For you, continuity has been, you know, you're playing center, you're playing, you're playing guard. How much different is that, and and how hard for you of a transition was that making that move, particularly in this offense? Um, you know, what I'm saying playing guard and center, it's kind of the same and kind of different. Uh, it's, it's a it's a great area between both of the two. Um, you know, other than like you know, center. You, of course, you got the ball. It's very important uh, the snap to the quarterback. But uh, playing the tier is, I mean, pretty much the same. Physicality is there. Physicality is the same. It's just, um, I'll say, like different techniques to certain things. Different how, different how the defense lineman lines up on you. That's that's different. Uh, but just handling both. Uh, I mean, I got to do it. It's what my team asking me. Uh, and I'm a team guy. I'm, I'm all about whatever team wants me to play. I'm, I'm gonna do it. So wherever wherever they want me to play, I'm, I'm with it. So. Carvin, you have not allowed a sack all season long. I'm kind of afraid to to mention it because I don't want to jinx you, but I think you're going to be okay, and I think it needs to be stated because here we are, middle of the season, in SEC play, you've played multiple games. Uh, You've played 506 offensive snaps here, according to UTSports.com, without a sack. How? Like, how... Have you come this far, this point of the season, and not allowed a sack? Man, it's just relying on technique, uh, relying on the guys around me. Uh, man, we play like I said, it's playing hard. It's all about knowing your assignment. Man, football's football's really 80% mental, 20% physical. I mean, there's there's some there's some guys that like some some freaks out there, but yeah, man, especially offensive line is all about like knowing what you're doing, uh, being in the right spot at the right time, and man, using good using good technique. And, you know what I'm saying, playing hard, and I I say that's. That's probably why I'm doing that. So. Uh, a lot of guys hurt Saturday. Wink, wink. Uh, what was y'all's reaction when you saw, you know, some of, some of the defensive players hit the ground when you guys were on offense? And um, you, you, you probably knew that they uh, were, were okay. Like, what's, what's y'all's reaction there? Man, you really, in the game, you're really not worried about it too much. Because man, you just so worried about the next play, worried about getting the lineup set, especially in this offense. But uh, I mean, looking back on it, we just got control. We can control, uh, regardless of what they do. Uh, it shouldn't shouldn't be able to stop us at all. Yeah. Uh, which, yeah. Are, are you guys like, whoo? Thank you. I needed a, I needed a blow too. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Uh, thank you, man. Thank you. Appreciate it. In a sense, yeah. But at the same time, man, man, you want to you want to keep it pushing, keep it rolling. Yeah. yeah so. I feel you. Yep. 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 I don't know if there was sometimes where you're like, man, we're rolling. Like, are you kidding me? You're oh, blowing yeah. this dead. And then there's times where you're like, yeah, I'm okay with this because I'm gassed right now. I need, I need a second. Yeah, let me get some I water. Think, I think Lane Kiffin knew. I think he knows that that stops. Like, because he runs the same offense as us. So, like, he's seen people do that and realizes, like, that's what it takes to stop that momentum. So, I think that's why they did it. And if you noticed, if you go back and watch the replay, like, the, the game again, every player that got hurt was on our sideline. So it takes longer for the trainers to run out there, give their defensive break. It takes longer for the trainers to run out there. It takes longer to bring them back to their sideline. 
every single time somebody got hurt, it was the furthest, like, it was dang near the furthest away from their uh, from their bench. Well, there's going to be there, there's going to be talk all offseason about how you fix this, that it's a problem in college football. As college football players, is it a problem? Do, do you do you sense that it's that it's a problem? And, and that it does need to be fixed? Or, or is it just part of the game and you just got to no, deal with that, it? Faking an injury is not part of football. Like, when you watch fifth-grade kids playing recess, the little kids at high school games playing, you know, tackle football, there's nobody out there faking injuries. That's not how you play football. And it stops the game. It, it limits the other team from, you know, doing what they're doing. If you can't stop their offense, that's on you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, Faking injury is never a part of football. It shouldn't be in football because when somebody actually gets hurt, like it, it takes away from someone actually getting hurt. Another someone over there, you know, looking at the sideline and them saying "get down" and him falling out like he's been shot. Like it, it doesn't help the game at all, and it, it just takes away from it. Yeah, most definitely, it definitely hurts the game, uh, and it's like it's kind of like a competitive advantage for the other team. You know, uh, like he was saying, like it gives it, it gives defense time to rest. Uh, man, getting the right call, getting the right alignment. And like, man, and, the right su- and the right substitution. Yeah, like, yeah, like that's not football. Like that's not, like that's not realistic. And uh, man, see, you see, just, it's not. A, it's, I, I'm, I'm not a fan of it at my, all. Yeah. My, be- my belief is is that one way to to, to to combat it is you can't substitute other than that player. So if there's a stop in action for an injury, the only person that can come off the field is the guy who got hurt. So you can't rotate three defensive linemen when the when the corner has a cramp. Yeah, you know, and, and that player has to sit out the entire drive. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not as big on that. I agree with that. I'm not as big on that. Entire drive. I agree with the entire yeah, what drive. If, what if you get What if you get the wind knocked out of you? Well, you better get up and start uh-huh. sucking it. Hey, you better, you better, you better get Pause. up. Yeah, you better, get Pause, but you, better get, you better get up and go, maybe. Get, get to the locker yeah, I mean, room or get to the sideline. Uh, stand up and you better start breathing because, I mean. Wait, and, but here's the other thing with that. Here's the thing. What if you do it on third down? Because that's when you want to make the substitution, right? Yeah. You, yeah. Want, you want to get the sub package in on third down. So if you do it on third down after the second down play, you're going to sit out one play. How's that helping anything? Same thing you're doing now, right? Hey, the other team, well, the offense will get the ball by that yeah. point. Offense get the ball, and you can come back next next possession. I just don't think it would limit it because I think yeah. a lot of people be doing that on third down. I think they should do, like, if somebody point. goes down, like, there's obviously the trainers are going to have to run out there and stuff. The referees should be able to, like, replay. Like, somebody in the box should be able to, like, signal down to the referees or to say something and say this guy just, like, fell out standing there, like, yeah, like he's the, not the, hurt. The sniper <laughs> ones, those are the obvious ones, right? Yeah. You know, I, I've had my fair share of cramps. You know, when you play football in the South, and it's August, it's hot, so you, you, you're going to sure. cramp up. So, like, you know what a what a calf cramps look like. Yeah. And the the muscle flexes, right? Man, I was I was watching from the from the stands, hubs. Muscle looked normal. It looked normal uh, from from my view. And it's obvious. It was obvious. You had the sniper fall out, and then I look at the muscle. Muscle wasn't flexed at all. It just, it's just to this point, and it's been going on for years and years and years, it's just now that it's, it's just obvious and blatant. And I'll be honest, guys, I, like, I couldn't watch anymore. I was there. I just couldn't watch anymore uh, halfway in the fourth quarter because I was so disgusted by uh, people falling out and faking injuries. So hopefully that's fixed during the offseason. Hopefully. Yeah. Well, well, we'll see. It's obviously going to be a huge point and a huge topic, you know, coming up this offseason and moving forward. But let's talk about Jerome and Kay. Let's talk about this team in this week. Um, a lot of people wonder, 
you know, you get it's a long grind. It's, it's been a long time since August 1 um, or end of July when this thing got started. You got an open date coming down the pike. How, how much is in the tank? I mean, are, are you guys, is this team is this team gassed, you know, after what, what you, the grind that you've been to? And, and how do you get it? How do you get yourself back up and make sure you're ready to go this weekend? Man, it's definitely a grind. Uh, you know, definitely with the amount of injuries we have and how, I mean, we're thin. And we're thin in definitely a lot of spots. Uh, but, I mean, our mindset as a team, man, we got to keep pushing. We got to keep, man, it's been, it's, see, man, nobody going to feel sorry for us, you yep. know. Um, so, I mean, it's next man up mentality. Uh, you got to have that. And uh, we got to, we get past this game, then we get a bye week, man. It's, it's much needed. But right now, all, all I focus is on Alabama right now. So. Have, have y'all seen the movie uh, Finding Nemo? You ever seen that movie? Yeah. So, you, you, like the big shark that, that's behind Nemo, like that's that's the SEC. The, the moment that a SEC team or opponent sees a weakness in you, yeah. that's how they're looking at you. They can't wait to eat. Um, and you can't, you can't show that weakness. You have to go out there and, and play. Uh, no matter what, can't make excuses um, because, like you just said, Jerome, like no one cares. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like no one cares, man, whether you hurt. I play receiver, right? And so sometimes the, the sun would be in my eyes, and I could not see the ball. How in the heck am I supposed to catch the ball if I can't see it? And I remember the first time I took my position coach, yo, I couldn't see it. He was like, I don't care. Yeah. Catch it. It's like, how am I going to catch it if I can't see it? Yeah. I just I just realized I no one cares. Yeah. You either make the play or you don't. For sure. And that's the way it works. All right, so uh, on the flip side of that, why does this team care so much? What, I mean, what, why, do, why do you guys, I mean, you've laid it on the line every week. Mm-hmm. Coaches talked about, you know, the, the, the bond you guys have, next man up mentality, all these things. Fans are falling in love with the effort of this team. Why do you guys care, and, and, and why is this team different, Jerome? Man, I would say, I would, man, it's really the mindset, man. It's, it's all about the mindset, man. Because the guys are there. Uh, we have the talent. We got we have the talent to play against anybody. Uh, it's just the mindset from last year to this year. Uh, to where, man, I mean, of course, winning helps. But man, it's just guys playing together, guys, you know, what I'm saying, being together, guys hanging out more. Man, it's, it's really like stuff that stuff that happens off the field that, that translates on the field. Uh, it's been like a real big difference for this team uh, since I've. I've realized it, but, uh, man, we just got to keep doing that. It's, it's all about, it's, it's really all about, like, the brotherhood, all about, like, you know what I'm saying, being there for each other and, like, playing for each other, playing hard for each other. So that's what you see on Saturday. You guys have been on a lot of teams all your life. Why, why is this, do you like, I mean, why do you like being on this team? I like being on it. I just like the people, you know. I mean, I feel like when your team is made up of good people, you know, you have you have a good time doing what you're doing. Like, going back to your last question, like, with the last staff, like when we had, when the new staff came in, like our team could have went one of two ways. We could have bought in or we could have not bought in. And, you know, we could have not bought in and we obviously wouldn't be wouldn't be doing what we're doing right now. But I just think this team, like 99.9% of this team is bought in. And, you know, the guys that aren't are, you know, hanging over here by themselves, you know what I mean? And this team's bought in. We're playing together. We love being around each other, love playing together. Um, and you know that's what football is—is is doing doing it for the guys next to you, doing it for the guys you you're in there with all the time. I mean, that's, that becomes your family. Why, why, why did this team buy? Why, why, did, why was the buy in there? Was that something this coaching staff did to, to make sure. it happen, or was that you guys collectively both in the it's, locker room going, yeah. you know what, guys, we're here, we're going to do this. Period. Both. 
I mean, nobody had fun, like, going 3-7 and seven sure. last year. Nobody I would. mean, you don't like getting railroaded every time you go on the field. So, I mean, everybody, you know, everybody wanted that to change. The coaches wanted that to change. You know, it just it all came together with the players and the coaches. You know, they did a great job, you know, bringing us along, and then we bought in, and here we are. Um, we see it. We notice it. Fans see it, but also the recruits see it, right? They see when they come into the locker room, when they're around the complex. You guys have been recruits before, and you can tell whether the culture is positive, if it's healthy, or if it's not when you go to a campus. Have you guys been able to you know, chop it up with any of the recruits? And if you have, what's been y'all's message? Um, really, man, it's just, just the – just the bond, man. It's, it's all about it's all about the bond, you know what I'm saying? Football's gonna end one day. And man, just it's about making those long lasting relationships, you know what I'm saying? Like like the O line, like the O line probably one of the tightest groups on the team, you know. And it, it's it's for many reasons, but man, it's it's all about like, man, making your long life friends, you know, and uh, playing hard for each other, man. That's what football's about. That's what that's what that's what makes this game so great. Uh, and you tell the recruits that, I mean and it, and it, and it shows, you know. So uh, that's why I, I probably try to tell them most of the time. If you guys can go back and tell yourself, you know, give yourself some advice, not about what school you pick. I don't, I don't, I'm not talking about that, but advice about what to look for in the recruiting process, what, what to value in recruiting. Jason, you can answer this too. If you could go back and tell yourself, hey, value this versus this or don't get caught up in this or whatever, what would your advice be to yourself and, and, and is that the advice you give to others? Um, my advice that I give myself was really the advice that I gave myself coming out. Like, where are you comfortable? Like, all these schools, one of them might have, you know, the nicest facilities or, you know, the coolest things around. But, I mean, if you go there and you're not comfortable, like, where you are, not comfortable with the people you're around, then, you know, it's obviously obviously going to be hard for you to, you know, want to get up in the morning and go do what you're doing because college football is a grind. and. You know, just go somewhere where you're comfortable, where, you know, you know you're going to be happy with or without football. And that was something I told myself, like, you know, when I was coming out. What about you? Yeah. Um, a lot of things with KC was true. Like, man, just being comfortable where you are, uh, man, seeing how, the, seeing how the guys in your room uh, communicate and interact with each other, uh, that's, man, it's huge, you know, because uh, that's the guys you're going to be with for, for the next four to five years, you know. And, uh that's what I probably tell myself. If I could say, if I could do it over again, that's what I tell them. Like, look, look at the room. Look at the guys you're gonna be around. Hang out with those guys. See how they are. You know. You can't. You can't. Like, you can't deny your heart. Oh man. Like, you, like you're telling yourself in your head, like, yo, I like this. I like this. But your heart's like, no, you don't. No, you don't. You, you like this. You know. You care about this. And that's how it was for me. Like, I like, I like. That Nike in Michigan, like that blue, that maze, you know. I didn't like Adidas, man. I was like, ugh, man, Tennessee, Adidas. But when I came here, my heart was like, this is home. Like, I felt at home. The guys uh, that I was around, my, my future teammates, the coaches, like, I felt home. And you just can't deny it. Like, For sure. your heart's always going to tell you what you need to do. No and if you follow it, more times than not, you're going you're gonna to be okay. Which makes, I think, it interesting that this team has the bond that you have because there's, there's several guys who are contributors and big factors on this team that didn't even get to go through the recruiting process, that they picked Tennessee without ever seeing it. 
without ever hanging out with any of you guys. <laughs> yet, yet, yeah. you, yet you guys have seemed to to gel and, and, and blend. And, and I know not everybody's in that boat, but but it seems like everybody is just kind of, it's it's harmonious. You know what I mean? Where, where it, it wasn't guys who made 12 trips to the school to, before they decided what to do. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. I mean, that, that's that's... I mean, that's a credit, I think, to the locker room and to what you guys have, have built and what you guys uh, are, are, you know, holding to expectations and what it's supposed to be like because um, it's been unusual in recruiting for everybody the, the, the last the last little bit. But um, plenty of that to talk about at a later time. When we come back on the other side of this break, we'll talk a little bit more about playing the Crimson Tide, what that's like and, and what to expect this weekend and kind of where this team is moving forward heading into this week's game against Alabama. That's coming up next here on Tennessee Prime, coming to you live from Gus's world-famous fried chicken. Bite into that crispy crust with just the right amount of spicy and you're going to taste the tender, juicy, succulent chicken that is Gus's world-famous fried chicken. A timeless southern tradition that started over 60 years ago in Mason, Tennessee with a secret family recipe. Gus's has stood the test of time and spread throughout the world. It's not just famous, it's world-famous fried chicken at Gus's. VolQuest.com has been the gold standard for Tennessee football coverage for over 20 years led by an experienced staff with over 600 games covered amongst them. Speed, speed, and then some more speed. VolQuest takes you behind the scenes with features on coaches and players. For only $9.95 per month, find out why VolQuest continues to set that standard. wonder what the best source of Tennessee and college football talk is? Tune in to the Swain Event every morning from 7 to 10 a.m. You can listen on the Swain Event app or catch the live stream on Twitch, Twitter, YouTube, or Facebook Live. If you can't listen in real time, it's all good. Just click on the podcast icon in the app and listen at your convenience. Get all the information on the Vols all year long with the Swain Event. You will not find a better mix of big orange news and opinion anywhere else. Fellas, when it's time to freshen up that wardrobe, there's only one place to make, and that's to go see my friends at Mark Nelson Denim in downtown Knoxville. Find the latest in small batch denim in the heart of Knoxville. Denim isn't all they do, though. Mark Nelson also does custom suiting and blazers. Let your personal style shine with Mark Nelson. If you don't have time to go shopping for yourself but still want that fresh look, then sign up for the NN Society. Let the experts handle the shopping and get $300 worth of merchandise for just $150 every other month. That's six times per year keep you looking styling every day. Let Mark Nelson Denim help you be the best you. Because when you look good, you feel good. Go to Mark Nelson Denim. Welcome back to Tennessee Prime on a Tuesday night at Gus's World Famous Fried Chicken. Glad to have you along with us with Jerome Carvin and with Cade Mays as Tennessee gets ready to take on Alabama coming up Saturday night in Tuscaloosa against the Crimson Tide. Um, I do want, before we get into Crimson Tide, I do want to ask you one more question about playing center. What's the hardest thing about playing center in this offense for you? 
the cha most challenging thing? Let me rephrase that. Uh, the most challenging thing for me probably be uh, making the declares at, a, at like a fast rate, like a fast, like because you know I gotta look at the side judge, get lined up, make sure all the line is set, and then once the, once guys get lined up, like sometimes the defense might not be lined up like the, like where you want them to be. So yeah. uh, I'll say like making the calls like to when they're not lined up when they're going fast. So. What was your I mean, the first time you you practiced there? And, and what what would were you like? You can't do this this fast. I mean, was it like like that, or were you like, okay, I just got to get my feet under me, get my sea legs about me a little bit, I'll be all right. Uh, my first time, it was just like I was kind of surprised because like the way they do it, it's it's not as like physically taxing as you think. Uh, it's just like just tracking, just tracking the ball, tracking the, uh, the uh, side judge, and looking. You don't have to run full speed down the field and. You know what I'm saying? Get set. You know, but uh, you got to constantly keep moving. Constantly keep moving. It, I mean, and that gets the defense so tired and wore, and wore down and wore out. So, hey, hey, Jerome, ex share with us like the first time under the new offense that you were like, whoo, uh, this is different. Like, what was, what was that first time like uh, for you? Yeah, I'll say in the spring, uh, like when our first scrimmage in the spring, and like, man, just for myself, I was like, man, like, I am exhausted, you know. I'm like, man, this is crazy. But, like, man, I'm, I am beat. I'm, yeah, like, I looked over I looked over at the defensive lineman, like, and they, like, hands on the heels, they breathing, sucking up air. So, I was like, well, shit, well, hey, they tired, they're more tired than me, so. <laughs> oh, man, that's hilarious. That's coming from a man who's played 505 snaps this year and the, the pace of this offense. That's 506. Pretty, excuse me, I shorted him a snap. I mean, that's, Six, without a sack. That's pretty, I mean, what's, and Kate, jump in here too. I mean, how do you recover? You know what I mean? How do you recover from, because we're, you know, I was talking to Matthew Butler this week. He played like 80 snaps or something, which is crazy for, for a defensive yeah. tackle. But, I mean, how do you recover? What, what's, what's Sunday, Monday look like for you? Man. I mean, do, you ever, do, you, do you move on Sunday? I mean, are you just like, I'm parked, I'm done? Man, you got man, you got to live in that training room. That's all I can really say. Uh, man, just take care of your body. Uh, come in. It, I mean, it's physical test because you're going in a fast place, but you're playing physical. Because I mean, like we don't we don't shy away from people. We run we run count we run gap plays. We run inside zone outside zone at people. Like it, it's not like a gimmicky offense. Like we run downhill at people. So uh, man, it's just, just all about taking care of your body. Do you love that notion? Thank you. Do you love that notion that everybody says all you do is throw it? Thank you. And that yeah. you're not physical. I mean. I don't agree with that. I think oh, I know we don't. But I mean, do you yeah. love do you love when people are like, yeah, that all they do is they just throw it around everywhere. Oh yeah, I mean, you could say that because it's a you know spread fast fast tempo or whatever. But like when you watch our games, I mean, we're fifty fifty. Like we're running the ball, throwing it when we need to. But I mean, we want to establish our run game early and then yep. throw it off that. Like that's where that's where all the passes come from after our run game's established. I, mean, yep. I, I, I think I think y'all running running it at like sixty sixty plus percent. Yeah. Last time I last time I heard. Yeah, I mean we run like we have a, a plethora of runs, like yeah. a lot of different schemes, a lot of different looks. Like our run game is really deep, and it really just opens up the passing game. I, I kind of like it that like the Missouri game. We uh, how many times did we throw it in the Missouri game? You're running a lot more than you threw it. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> I have Google. <laughs> I mean, a, a lot of people are doing about that. But you, you mentioned you, you, I think you called it neat or or, or unique in, in terms of. You do a lot of different stuff. I mean, it's it's yeah. not it's not just it's all the same stuff. There's just little like there's little, little wrinkles, wrinkles to, this, yeah, right? every, exactly. to every play. Like there's one play, but there's six wrinkles off one play, and yeah. then there's another play, and there's six wrinkles off that one. So exactly. you've got 
you know, 10, 12 base run plays that have, you know, three or four little wrinkles off of every single one of them. But. Yeah. yeah, ready for the number? Rushing attempts against uh, Missouri? Three to one. 59 attempts, only 19 attempts throwing the football. <laughs> it's yeah. a pretty good day at the office, right? Yeah, most definitely. Yeah. When did you when did you like this? I mean, when did you say, hey, I like this offense? Did, 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 did when you I watch got, it? When I got in shape. Because <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not going to lie, during fall camp, like, that first scrimmage, you boy, like I was it? out there dying. I was like, God, I, I hate this. I'm <laughs> lining up so fast, I can't even see. Like, But once you get in shape, like, it's because the defense is that way, the way I was. Like, they're exhausted. They can't, they can't even see the line up. But, like, once you get in shape and stuff, and, like, now in a game, like, I can go out there and play 80 plays, and, you know, you get winded on the 12, 14-play drives, but, I mean, you're out there for six plays. You run back over to the sideline. You're like, no, nah, I don't even need water. Yeah. You, can play, you can really play 80 plays the whole game and, and not get like not get really tired. Like South Carolina game, for example, we played, you know, close to 90 snaps, something like that. Yep. The only drive, like, I really felt tired was, like, the second one or the first one where we ran 14 plays, and the rest of the game was just, you know, we were just chilling. But, I mean, if you think about it, I mean, you've been through multiple camps. You've been through multiple fall camps. It's designed to be hard. Oh, it's like, miserable. It's, yeah, it is yeah. Miserable. It's miserable. All four, all four of my years were, were terrible. I can't think of one year where I was like, "Oh man, that was that was nice. I really enjoyed that fall camp." No, I hated them all, and that's the way it's supposed to be. For sure. To prepare you for it gets the season. You ready for the season. Exactly. Because yeah. now yeah. you, now you, once you do that, you go through all that, then you get to the games, and it's easy. And you know who your rough riders are. You know who you can count on. Yeah. Like the coaches know. Okay, we can trust this dude. He didn't tap out. And, and you guys know too, so it's designed that way for a reason. So when does the dread? I mean, when does the dread really hit for fall camp? Is it like a July thing? Like, all right, I, I just got to get through the next four weeks till we get to a game, or is it like, is it like ten, twelve days in? You're like, oh my lord, we got how many more days of this? For me, it's like, it's kind of like that. You get like a two or three day break right before fall camp, and like it's like a vacation or whatever. So you get those two or three days, but like. You don't even really get to enjoy them because you know what's coming down the pipe. Like, but I'd say like the first, the first like week of camp is cool because like you miss you miss playing football, yeah. you miss being out there, and like just the feeling of football. Even though it's 110 degrees, like you miss that feeling. And then once that first week sizzles, like it, you're just you're fried after that first week, and then you're like, oh, well, oh. just get the game week. First week, get the game week. Yeah, right? They're tired of practicing against these guys. Yeah, the first yeah. week is something. Uh, you know a lot of people going, that boy, I mean, they, you don't even have to go through two days. He ain't been through nothing. Yeah, you know, honestly, going on. <laughs> the amount of respect I have for, like, old-time ball players, like, man. oh, man. Like y'all, were, y'all were killing it. Y'all were crazy. <laughs> I, I, I didn't go through. Um, you had two days. For, like, maybe two days. So, like, two days out of fall camp, we had two days. So, the year before I got there, they had a freshman fall camp. That's what my dad. That's how it was with my dad. Yeah, they had, they had fresh, and then and yeah. then after that, then, then the freshman goes with the other rest of the team. Oh, so my my freshman year was the first year that they didn't do that. Yeah, you so said the, yours was a two day camp, freshman camp. So like no, so so when I got there my freshman year, they stopped doing the freshman fall camp before mm-hmm. it was the regular like two fall weeks camp, long, right? Yeah, well, it was like a couple days. Yeah. Yeah, so, couple so my days. dad was there. I'm pretty sure it was like a two week, a two week freshman uh, camp. And then you went straight into camp with the rest of the team. When your dad played, I think it was three days. It was, <laughs> no, it was they had just they had just gotten rid of three days, but they were going two days with a yeah. walk through lift. Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's when, when, when freshmen came in, I mean, like one, the first the first freshman day was like defensive practice. So everybody in the freshman class had to play defense. 
except the quarterback. No. So like, so like Peyton's freshman year, they're like, no, 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 you don't do anything on defense. Just go over here. But like everybody else was like, hey, come play safety. Hey, running back, come play linebacker. Hey, offensive center, come play nose tackle or defensive tackle. And then the next day it was all offense. No. And so then you would get like you transfer portal. You get like a you get like a defensive end like hey Leonard Little come play tight end see what no. that looks like you know. They and said so, Leonard Little was the bad like that little like his freshman year camp he, they said he was the baddest man yeah, like they, on the field to, as a freshman. Had, then they had to send him to JUCO. Yeah. He had to send him to JUCO. He was like a linebacker then he came back as a defensive end right. Yeah, he was a safety in high school in Asheville. That's crazy. It was, it was crazy. All right, enough, enough reminiscing down the road. All Let's right. talk a little bit about what is it like playing in Tuscaloosa? What's it like playing against the Alabama Crimson Tide? I've never played in Tuscaloosa, so that's a that's a big Rome question. Man, uh, I love playing down there, actually. I ain't going to lie to you, man. I like I love being on the road in ACC. Man, it's fun, like, being in that hostile environment because it's, it's hostile, man. You you know, you riding past that strip to the stadium, man, the fans, man, they, they ain't saying nothing nice to you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But... Man, we used to get off the bus, man. You like, man, you locked, you ready to go, you know. And especially playing down there, um, you know, what I'm saying the whole week of practice, you hear the sweet home Alabama stuff. So you get sick and tired of hearing it, and man, you hear they they cranking it, you know, what I'm saying. So you just you get even more, you know, what I'm saying mad, and mm-hmm. you, know, you ready to play. And um, mm-hmm. I like playing down there, man. Uh, definitely, I'm, I'm I'm gonna enjoy being back down there, uh, man. We're gonna take our shot at them. So any any friends through recruiting, guys from. You're, you're part of the state uh, that you know on that football team that you that you talk to probably during the season, but this week you probably ain't going to talk to? I don't really have too many guys at, uh, at Alabama. Are you, are good, you good, yeah, are you good, good, time? good, yeah. perfect. No, I liked you. No friends out there. Yeah. <laughs> what about you, man? He's got friends everywhere. I don't know, man. Yeah, I do. Got, look look, look I at that do. smile, man. He got he's, friends everywhere. He's got people everywhere. Yeah, one of my boys plays guard uh, at Bama. We, were, we worked out in May together down in Dallas. Um, Emil, yeah, that's my dog. But, Can't talk to Emil this week. But I mean, I won't be playing against him. He plays on offense. I play on offense. You know, the offensive guys. We always yeah, Can't talk this week. <laughs> so, so I had a buddy of mine. I grew up with. He went to Alabama and played running back, and we would talk during the season. But Alabama game, Tennessee game, we didn't talk that week. Didn't talk at all. And then we talked like after the game. But it's ser- It's a serious rivalry, man. Yeah, Big time rivalry. Sure. So, what's the challenge of playing against their defense, whether it's home or away? What I mean, you played against them. You played against them. What what problems do, do they present? What what do they do that's made them consistently good? Besides having good players, um, they're always very well coached. Yeah, like technically, they're you know their front seven. I don't know anything about you know secondary football, but like as far as the front seven, they all they all play with great technique and and uh, like their hands, their leverage, like all that is always coached up really good. Um, you know their their linebackers are really good at fitting. Um, they don't really, their, their eyes don't really get in bad places. They're always where they need to be. And then, you know, they just, they play hard. I mean, they're a historically great football team. Um, they're just known for, you know, playing hard. And Do they disguise a lot of stuff? Is it hard, for, will it be hard for you to make those declares? No, nah, no, it's, um, they, they just, they do it real, like Kay was saying, they're taking the sound. Uh, man, they're, they're in the right place at the right time. And that's what make them, that's what make them, them, so. Uh, man, like you said, they play hard. Uh, they don't really disguise too much stuff. If they come, they come. They're gonna show you. But uh, they play. They play really technically sound. Did, did last week? Did Ole Miss disguise some stuff? Were they a little bit hard to figure out what what they were doing from time to time? Not really. They were more. They're, they're more like they played like with a star fitter. So they had like six DB. They been dying pretty much the whole game with you know what I'm saying two true linebackers out there uh, mm-hmm. and three down linemen. So they they play for more like 
they try to make you snap the ball again. They try to make you have long drives, like make you push it down. They, they're not, they're not, they're not gonna give up the deep ball, you know. Yeah. So you got to run the ball on them. So that's how they play. You know, Alabama obviously, you know, beat beat Ole Miss pretty good. Uh, but early in that football game, you know, Ole Miss was able to move the ball, and I think it's, I think it's good that you, know, you look at. Tennessee's offense and look at Ole Miss offense. Kay, you had mentioned earlier that there's some similarities between two offenses oh, yeah. uh, with Tennessee and Ole Miss. I feel like you guys will be able to pick up some things yeah. from the Alabama Ole Miss game that may be able to help you. Obviously, you don't want to do the same thing Ole Miss did. Yeah. Yeah. You'll get the same result, but uh, do you guys feel like you'll be able to pick up some things from, from that Ole Miss game, considering they do the same thing offensively as far as with the tempo? Oh, yeah, no doubt. And uh, uh, like historically with Saban's defenses, those type of defenses, uh, man, they, they communicate and check a lot. Mm -hmm. And, uh, man, we can get them in a lot of fits with, like, movement parts, motions, stuff like that. Like, and that's historically how, they, how their defense plays. So, man, you move, especially you move at a fast tempo, they look to the sideline, getting a call, and trying to play. Man, it's, it's going to be tough for them to do it uh, against a high-tempo offense. So Yeah, and piggybacking on that, like, Saban's defense is also like they love bringing in a third down package like yep. the rest of the passer, and I don't see I don't see Saban you know being a coach that's going to fake fake injuries and stuff like he's not going to have his players out there laying on the yep. laying on the ground faking injuries. So getting that third down package out there, you know, if our offense can keep the tempo going and keep their keep their exotic rush packages off the field, I mean that helps because you know when you get in third and long and you know there's bodies everywhere and you don't really know which way to go, which way to turn it, which way the blitz is going to come from. Then you know it makes it a lot easier when it's just the base four down look, and they're bringing bringing blitzes off of that. So like you have your your preparation that goes on during the week, right? And the coaches have watched film. They're gonna have a game plan based on what they think can work against the opponent this week at Alabama. But then you get into the game, and sometimes it's totally different than what you worked on, right? Yeah. And now you have this different game within the game, which is the adjustments that take place on the sideline. And if 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 people who are watching and listening you go to the game, you see the sideline, there's defensive side and there's offensive side. Yeah. So, like, how important is the in-game adjustments, adjustments for you guys getting to the sideline after, you know, either punting or scoring a touchdown and then getting with your position coach or the offense coordinator and saying, okay, what we worked on, guys, scratch that. Yeah. They're doing this now. This is what we're going to do. Uh, how often has that happened this year for you guys? Oh, man, every game, man, every drive, like, that, like that's like, that's like, probably the most major thing that, that happens in the game, man, uh, going back to the sideline, relaying what you saw out there and uh, fitting back off it. Man, cause it's so important. It's like because the team ain't going to run. They're not going to stay in the same stuff. They're going to do something different. Yeah. So you got to adjust to it. And, uh, man, I feel like that's where our success comes from, man, just uh, being able to, to communicate on the sidelines, uh, telling people what you saw and uh, communicating back, seeing how to attack it. So, Is that just from experience? I mean, is that one of the reasons why that's worked so well is because you've played so much, you've played so much. That, that you guys can have that communication with Coach Ellerby. And, and the, it's like yeah, everybody can sure. get on the board a little bit. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, hey, like Coach, a, I saw this. Yeah. We need to look at doing this. Yeah, because sometimes, you know, like sometimes we'll come, we'll come over there on the sideline and he'll like, he'll like say what they saw from the box. Well, they can't see, you know, whether he was yeah. in a four eye or a three. Exactly. Like if he was lined up on my inside eye or he was, he was in a three technique on the guard. So like just correcting that, getting, getting those things you know, Don, it's just it's a cat and mouse game. Like the defense is going to check to what like they're going to go over there and do, they're doing the same thing while we're over there writing stuff down and exactly. and checking stuff. They're they're over there doing the same thing, thinking about how they can do this something different the next drive. So it's just a game of cat and mouse back and forth. What's it feel like when you line up and you know you got them? I mean, I mean, you have those moments, I mean, yeah, where, for you, sure. where you get down for and you're sure. like, like when I South got Carolina this when South Carolina lined up, they ran you know our front one play of the whole game. We 
took it for 50 yards for a touchdown. Like, I knew when we came out there, and I, and I saw their little coach. He was, he was throwing up the threes, and I was like, I looked out there, and they had a nose guard right on the ball, and I was like, oh. That's got to be a great feeling, right? A uh, wonderful feeling, man. Especially, man. Especially on a, a, a tone setting play like that, running counter at them, like downhill, man. It's, man, it's, it's amazing. Especially the O line, man. That's what, that's what we like, man. So, Heck yeah, man. Uh, for you guys, how satisfying is it when you see defensive linemen sucking wind and you're not? Because, like, Okay, you mentioned that you're having to block guys that are the same size as you, that's just as strong as you, mm-hmm. but you're running your offense, but you see them struggling. They, uh, 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 but you're standing up tall and you're breathing normal. Like, what's that feeling like? Man, it's a wonderful feeling, man. It, it gives you, <laughs> man, it's like, it's intimidating to the defense, you know, because, yeah. like, man, they're sucking wind. They, they, they can't think straight. They can't line up straight, man. You you line it down fast, you ready to go. And, uh, man, it's it's tone setting, you know, and it's, man, it's what you, it's, it's what this offense is, is doing, and that's what it's made to do. Let me let me ask you guys this. Um, obviously, the end of the game is what it is. Last last week against Ole Miss, several of your teammates went to Twitter and publicly thanked the fans for showing up and showing out. And um, I think you guys have shown the fans um, how you feel about Tennessee about how you play. You know, y'all, y'all playing y'all butts off. Y'all giving y'all off for Tennessee. And I think that's what the fans, that's what they want. Of course, they want to win every game, right? Absolutely. Yeah. But they want to see you give y'all for Tennessee, and that's something that, they, that y'all doing. And I think the fans came out Saturday to show y'all that they appreciate that. No doubt. And so if I ask you guys kind of what would be your message now that you have the microphone um, and you have the floor, what, what would be your message to the fans uh, about how they showed up Saturday for you guys and it was loud and, man, broke some, some decimal records and, and really gave you guys a home field advantage. Yeah. Um, Tennessee fans have been waiting for a game like this. You know what I mean? Like, they've been waiting a couple years. Last year with COVID, obviously. Um, just waiting for a night game, you know, where, you know, all the Tennessee traditions, the, the Vol Navy, you know, tailgating, like, all the stuff really comes together. Like, yeah. Tennessee fans love night games. And, you know, they were – they're waiting for a big game, you know. I mean, we're playing really well, obviously. Um, so, you know, I mean, they they came out and, you know, they they did their thing. Like, that's that's how I remember Tennessee games being, like, when I was growing up. Like, it brought me back to, like, the nostalgic, like, like just love going to Neyland Stadium, like, Saturday. Like, you were you were pumped. Like, you woke up at 8 o'clock in the morning. You were like, let's go, Tennessee football today. And you went to the game. That's what it, that's what it brought back to me. Like, the whole ball walk, man, I was, I was turned up, just goosebumps. Like, it was everything that I remembered. And, you know, I feel like we kind of got away from that for a little bit mm-hmm. with COVID and stuff. And, you know, Tennessee fans, you know, just always show up, always show out. But that was, you know, it was crazy. It was awesome. Yeah, man. Uh, man, it was, it's, man, it's amazing what, like, what our fan base has done, man, what they're doing. Man, they're rowdy crazy, man. We love it. And, uh, man, that's, man, that's Tennessee football, man. They – Man, they, they, they show up and show out for Tennessee football. And, man, like, it's just – it's those things just, man, packing it out, man, night games. Like, man, the, like you said, they broke the decimals, man. That, like, that, that truly gives us a home field advantage, man. And, it, and it's really – like, for opposing teams, it's, it's hard to come in and play. And, and, man, regardless of who they are. And so, man, like, Vol Nation is, man – Man, the best families in the country. So that's that's what's up. I won't I won't toot my horn too much here. 
And I don't, I don't do it often, but I will here. Beep, beep. Uh, but, because I think you, Hubs, and myself have a pretty good pulse of the fan base. You know, I talk to them every day. Hubs talks to them every day, uh, either directly or indirectly. And I know that they are appreciative of how you guys represent Tennessee and how you play, how you carry yourself. Uh, and they behind you. So I just want to let you guys know that right here, right now, uh, so you can hear it face-to-face. So and just keep doing what you're doing, man, for yeah. sure. That's a likable team because of the way you play and, and, and the pride that you guys have played with. And um, I, I think Tennessee fans have been looking for that. I think there was some, you know, we'll wait and see kind of approach because they've been through a lot. But uh, you got a lot of people jumping into deep waters in a hurry. And, and it's because of the way – you guys have conducted yourself the way you guys have played and the effort that you've played with. And, um, nobody's into moral victories. You guys aren't into moral victories. That's not what this is about. Uh, but at the same time, too, um, there's a lot of respect that's being gained every week by the, for you guys from all the fans because you're laying it on the line each and every, every week. And you're going to lay it on the line Saturday night in Tuscaloosa, Alabama, as you go and take on the Crimson Tide. So on behalf of the Tennessee fans, I will speak for them in saying thank you to, to you guys and to all your teammates for, for the way you conduct your business and the way you go, you go out and play and show up each and every week. And um, best of luck to both of you. And um, go enjoy your time in Tuscaloosa. We appreciate you. Appreciate it. Hey, all right. Thank you, guys. Yeah. That's Kate yeah, Bays. You. That's Jerome Carvin. I'm Brent Hubs. Jason and this is Swain. Tennessee Prime. This is Tennessee Prime from where? Gus's Fried Chicken. And yeah, Kate Bays is, ta- we'll is taking us out. Thanks for watching.